Hey guys, welcome to Admit 3, where we discuss all things movies, media, and television. I'm Kurt. I'm Laura. And I'm Rob. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is about the action thriller film Plane, which stars Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter, and was directed by Jean-Francois Richet, who has my deepest apologies if I just butchered his name. The film centers around Captain Brody Torrance, who is piloting a small group of passengers on a routine overnight flight. There are no snakes on this plane, but the flight does encounter one hell of a storm while flying over the ocean, which forces Captain Torrance to make an emergency landing on an island when the plane is critically damaged. After successfully landing the plane, Torrance and his young co-pilot soon realize that they are on the island of Jolo, a hostile area of the Philippines that is ruled by a heavily armed anti-government militia. Knowing that being stranded here puts his passengers and crew in danger, Torrance elects to free passenger Louis Gaspar, who is being extradited on an old homicide charge, and the two of them set off into the jungle in search of a way to contact the airline and get off the island before it's too late. Guys, I've got to say, I'm really excited to chat about this one. Rob, what do you think about playing? Uh, I have a few thoughts about it. Um... I will say right off the bat that my favorite part of the movie was about like the first 30 to 45 minutes. I felt like the building up of tension and, you know, they act, they actually had some character building in that first part, which was lacking in the later parts of the movie. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny was they're reading off like the, the passenger list and how many passengers they had. And they said... You know, we've got 14 passengers, but then they put all the people on the plane and there's like, what, like six people or seven (laughs) people, like nowhere near 14 passengers. (laughs) Um, So I thought that was interesting. Um, What was uh, your general thoughts on it, Kurt? I agree. The first 30 or 40 minutes were, they were the strongest of the entire movie. The sequence of the plane going down, I thought was actually riveting. I kind of found myself you know, clenching a little bit. I'm I'm pretty afraid of flying. I've never flown before. The thought scares me. But just seeing, you know, the turbulence and everything shaking around. And... I lost my dream. <laughs> <laughs> God. There, was, there was that one scene um, that had really <laughs> bad, really bad CGI uh, when the plane was, like, crashing and it seems so out of place because all the other scene, scenes seemed pretty, you know, decent. But that one scene, it, I don't know what they filmed it with, like a like a toy airplane on a green screen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, did it not was look so right it's like all. a CW graphic. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, no, I do agree with you, Kurt. Though about like the anticipation you feel as like the plane is going down, wondering like if they're going to survive or if they're going to be able to like land the plane without it exploding mm-hmm. as. Captain Brody Torrance would say they're a stick of dynamite with their, their fuel. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, <laughs> that they are were still attached. They were able to dump one side of the fuel and not the other. That's why you said that, right? Yeah, I believe so. It's a crazy thought. I really does make me second guess wanting to ever fly again. You're, you're the only person here who has been on a plane. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, were there uh, snakes only one on the time, plane? There was not. Thank <laughs> oh. God. <laughs> were you scared the, the first? How many times have you flown? I've to Florida and then from Florida, so technically twice. Twice, yeah. but at one travel. Yeah, one period. trip. Um, every little shake or like the turbulence I felt, I would look over and be like, "Is this normal?" 
I'm like, yeah. I can't. And like the higher you go in altitude, like the more pressure you feel like in your head. So like your ears are popping. Like when you dive to the bottom of a pool. Yeah. It's very weird. And like, I'm always anxious yeah. normally. So like, I'm just like squeezing the, the armrest. Like <laughs> uh, hopefully this will be over soon. <laughs> was Gerard Butler your captain? I <laughs> she had nothing to worry yeah, about. No, I don't believe so. Uh, it would have uh, been cool, though. It would have been uh, an experience for sure. One thing that was really cool in the movie was um, in that whole opening sequence when they're flying before the whole plane gets struck by lightning and they start going out of control and crash landing. One of the passengers was drinking a IPA that I have had previously. And it's uh, one of my favorites, actually. It's called Sip of Sunshine. Sip of Sunshine. By Lawson's Finest Liquids. I highly recommend it if anybody was uh, looking for a new beer to try. Yeah, Sip of Sunshine. If you want to sponsor an episode of Admit 3, uh, just give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, that whole intro sequence was very cool. And to me, that was the strongest part of the movie after that, in my opinion, it kind of took a nosedive, just like the plane. <laughs> Did you write that um, down? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I was just uh, off the handle there. Um, so what happens? So they get struck by lightning. They start getting turbulent. Um, of course, Mike Coulter's character, is it Lewis or Louis? Lewis. I think it's Lewis. Lewis Gaspar. Okay, so Lewis Gaspar has an officer with him, and... He his officer that was watching him is texting on the phone and he drops his phone <laughs> mid turbulence and he has the genius idea to take off his seatbelt and go for the phone mm. and he, he of course gets thrown around and gets killed and a stewardess also who took off her seatbelt to try to help him I don't I, I don't blame her obviously right, she yeah. was just trying to help him mm -hmm. uh, she dies as well so this guy not only got himself killed right. but he got another innocent person killed for a text message that he was trying to send. Um, did you guys have any reaction to that like scene? Cause the, the scene where the stewardess comes down with the turbulence and it hits her neck on the it, chair. Yeah. And you hear the, yeah. it was pretty brutal, but at the same time it was like kind of comical, very comical that. the way it happened. Yeah. yeah. It was very funny, especially because of why it happened. It, right. It's not like this was just a little bit of turbulence that somebody might think was safe to get out of their seat. I, <laughs> I think all the power had been off at that point, right? Or no? I think so, yeah. I do yeah. believe yeah. the power was out on the plane. Well, like knowing Him knowing that there was literally no mechanical stuff working inside the plane, he's like, oh, let me... Yeah, get he had to go for that fall. I don't know. Was he sending like a goodbye, a goodbye text, maybe? Like, maybe yeah, that's what was happening. Yeah, right. maybe but that's even why then, I mean... You're gonna risk your life to send a text message. It's Even just, I don't think yeah. I don't think you get cell reception, do you? On a plane? You're the only one who's yeah, been on the plane. Yeah, no, when I was on a plane, you weren't able to you're have to your, put it on airplane. Yeah, you weren't able to have like your phone out like you can now. Mm -hmm. I think people still do, even though they're not supposed to. They say it can mess with like the plane. The avionics, like, yeah. Yeah. But um, but now I think you're. They say it's fine. Yeah. But I don't know if you can like send a text from thirty six thousand mm -hmm. feet in the air. I don't know. Not it. Maybe they would get it. Later on, Later on, maybe, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Oh. The uh, the reason they were going through this storm to begin with was because one of the people, one of the higher-ups at the company um, told the captain to go straight through the storm to save fuel. They have, you know, so many, so few passengers that they just, they're not going to worry about it. They're going to blast right through it. And it was really funny. They brought in, um, I completely forgot the guy's name and I apologize. They brought in like a, a higher-up guy 
and he was talking to him and he said <laughs> what are you a fucking meteorologist too it's just <laughs> such a funny line to me it was very funny yeah i think all of that they had them fly over a storm all to save i think like twelve thousand dollars so like they're yeah. saying that those 14 lives well those only 14 passengers then you've got like the, yeah. the crew too so like all of those lives are worth 12 grand i guess <laughs> and it ended up costing them so much more money yeah. in the long 100%. Run. also i feel like major corporations would they feel like that anyway so like they don't care the captain um he even had like another route planned that would have mm-hmm. taken them completely away from the storm but they told yeah. him no so it's like just a horrible uh fuck up there um i i mentioned earlier that they did some character building in the first like 30 45 minutes mainly with the captain and his what was it a co-pilot is that yeah, it was a co-pilot yeah, yeah. Um, very light character adding i want to add yeah. it, was, it wasn't like extreme well fleshed out character it was like bare minimum stuff right but i appreciated it, it was just enough to yeah kind of make you care, care a little bit yeah. yeah yeah you're invested in if this person's going to live or die mm. i think his name was um dell right in the movie his, his he's played by yosin ann uh, his character's name was Dell in the movie, and um, they th- those are really like the only two characters they really even tried to flush out a little bit was the captain and him, and the only way they flushed them out was showing that they had a family. Which right, like the pictures on their yeah yeah doesn't really go too in depth. Um, what did you guys feel about like the character development? Because I was really uh, underwhelmed. They were just there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in the like the previews they really played up like um mike coulter's character um, like mm-hmm. i felt like he was gonna have like a lot more of a like a strong presence yeah. and then you're just like wait what did he do <laughs> mike coulter was very good in the role i thought, yeah, I thought he course. was charismatic and he he was funny at times and he was when he was like especially <laughs> just swinging the sledgehammer yeah that was cool it was very cool they but really didn't they delve didn't into flesh out his... the character he was what was it? Fifteen years ago, he had committed homicide, and when the him and well, they said he committed um, yeah yeah when him and um, Captain Brody Torrance were like walking in the jungle, he's like yeah nobody cares what the real story exactly. is or whatever, and then they never tell you That's what the it. story is. That line is in the trailer for the movie. Yeah, and the movie itself does not delve <laughs> any deeper than that. And yeah. nope, and nope, you're That's just like you wait. What were the circumstances? Why did he kill this person? Like, what happened? One issue I have with the movie is that he kind of, you know, indicates that he's innocent in all of this. Mm -hmm. But then then at the same time, he's very quick to kill somebody. And I know that has to do. I know that has to do with him. Uh, He he served in what was the French 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 Foreign Legion. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But still, it really doesn't give you any answers about yeah. if this guy is good if this guy you know is guilty <laughs> it is very hard to tell because you can tell when um uh captain torrance whenever he had to take a life he was like physically like distraught you yeah. could see that it like took a lot about out of him to yeah. have to do that but then <laughs> when yeah, he's, he's dragging guys he, off yeah, into the woods, like when Lewis had to do throats and sledgehammering yeah. people's heads, they he didn't even seem to yeah. bat an eyelash. And it's not like the movie is playing up uh, the mystery of if is this guy good, is this guy bad. <laughs> it's just the movie is contradicting itself. Yeah, yeah, he's saying he's innocent, but then his actions show that maybe he's not. Yeah, as innocent as he would like people to think he is. But that's why I wish they kind of would have gave like a more backstory to that because 
depending on the circumstances of whatever situation he was in, was the homicide justified? Like, could it be justified? Right, like, you absolutely. just have no information. Did yeah, they, he commit it at all? Right, they, yeah. yeah. They, they don't give us enough information. I mean, there was that one scene where Gerard Butler's character and Mike Coulter's character are walking through the woods, and then Gerard Butler turns around, and boom, you know, the other guy's gone. <laughs> so it shows that, like, he's really only in it for himself, and then right. especially towards the end of the movie... He steals like half a million dollars and runs away, <laughs> doesn't get on the plane. So throughout the whole movie, he's really only looking out for his own interests. Mm-hmm. And they don't explain anything about his past, really. So it leaves it up to the, the viewer to decide, which is fine. But I just wish that they had more for the person to look into. Because they really don't give you much with his character, which is unfortunate. It is interesting. He, Like you said, he does... He is looking out for his own interests, but at the end of the day, he does kind of come around. And, like, help he, everybody else out. Yeah, yeah. when he disappears, uh, when Gerard Butler's walking, he disappears. But he does pop up and save Gerard Butler mm-hmm. in that scene. Right. And at the end of the movie, he takes the money and disappears into the jungle. Yeah. But then he but does before he around. runs off, he does take out that guy that was about to shoot, like, a rocket launcher. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He, he comes back but around like, and, you know, helps he, save everybody. He, I don't think he's inherently evil, but he's also not <laughs> Shout out to evil on Paramount Plus <laughs> <and> stars, <laughs> Mike Coulter. He's also not necessarily a good guy. He's kind of just... Um, yeah. I feel know. like they wanted you to know that he will do whatever it takes for him to get where he needs to be. Yeah. Um, as far as the movie itself goes, I want to go back to the first 35-40 minutes because I got a yeah. little flustered at the start of it. So. <laughs> uh... Those are absolutely the strongest moments of the movie. And while I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. Because from the trailer, I was like, this is going to be a very goofy action movie, which is fine. That's fun. I'm excited to see a movie like that. But it plays it so straight for the most part that I was like, oh my god, this is so gripping. I really enjoy this. But that's the first half of the movie. The second half of the movie once they're on the island of Jolo, really leans into the goofiness, and it comes fast, and it comes furious. It is so funny. It's it's like watching two completely different movies. What did you guys think about that? Uh, I agree. Um, the first half had, like, not even, like, the first half, maybe, like, the first, like, quarter to a third of the movie had a very, like, serious tone to it. And then once they hit that island, it's like, boom. It's, like, completely swapped. Um, do you guys... Uh, his name in the movie was Matt Sinclair. He was played by Joey Slotnick, I believe his name. Slotnick. The guy who... He, he came name. on the plane talking on the phone, and he was a yeah. jerk to everybody. And he's just... Very rude. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie, he's just an asshole. He's the type of character that you immediately are just like, oh, this guy's gonna die. Like, he's, yeah. he's not surviving this movie. And, you almost kind of wish they would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's like the type of like character karma, that you think is only yeah. introduced to be killed. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. I mean, he he wasn't killed. He yeah, reminds honestly... me of a character from uh, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> <laughs> the asshole character in that movie who ends up getting eaten by a big snake. Uh, I wish there was a big snake here to eat that guy. <laughs> now that I'm thinking of it, out of the passengers that were on the plane the people of the island do end up killing two of them, but I don't remember, like, them ever getting really 
on the plane? Yeah, I don't remember Could seeing them. Could you remember their names? No. It's because they did such a bad job of developing <laughs> these characters, you can't even... I actually have this written down here. They uh, did such a bad job of developing these characters that it's hard to even care about them. Yeah. And um, the only ones that you even slightly care about is the pilot and the co-pilot and maybe Mike Coulter, if you're into like mm-hmm. the whole mystique of his character. They do just a little bit with that one stewardess also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Chloe? No, I don't think it was Chloe. I could not tell you. <laughs> I don't remember, but um, you could tell me any name. And they did, like, yeah, that was it. They didn't really do much with their character, but like you said, they did do a little bit. And I, I feel like they really missed the mark in the whole character. Bonnie, department. Bonnie. Bonnie. I was gonna say yeah. Debbie. I knew it was That's like right. Debbie at the end. <laughs> yeah, Bonnie. I knew it all along. I knew it was Bonnie. Uh, Yos and Anne's character, Dell, the co-pilot. Um, you know, they introduced that he had a family, like a wife and a kid that he obviously wants to make it back home to. And I thought they were going to give him a moment in the film where he was going to have like a, a badass scene where he like defends some of the hostages or sticks up for himself well, and saves people. To be fair, he kind of did a little bit when they first came up, he stepped forward and he was like, I'm in charge. Like he, if, if anything was going to happen, he was going to take responsibility for right even though he wasn't the actual captain he was like oh i like this is yeah i was just maybe i'm just hoping for too much but i was hoping like he would you know have like a badass like arnold schwarzenegger moment where he (laughs) took out a couple guys or something like that but unless you're gerard butler or mike coulter in this film you're not really seeing that much action (laughs) Not even that. I feel like some of the fight scenes were kind of lame. Yeah. Like, they... I don't know. <laughs> they could have uh, made them a little bit more enticing. I, I did really like, like Kurt was saying earlier, that scene with the sledgehammer with Mike Coulter and how he was like, sneaking yeah, around was the cool. corners of it. That was very cool. Um, there wasn't enough scenes like that in the movie. The last, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie with, like, the shootout on the road when they were taking off... Not terrible for an action movie, but other than, like, the last half hour or so, there really wasn't that much action yeah. for an action yeah. movie. It's know? more, uh, yeah, I agree that maybe the first hour or so of the movie really leans into just being, like, a thriller, basically. And then it, yeah. you know, turns into a goofy, sort of, it reminds me of, like, 90s action movies. Is that a sip of sunshine? No, I wish it wasn't. <laughs> this is a Founders All Day IPA. Good one. We're not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> Also, a lot of it took place on the plane, which I didn't think it would. Like, a lot more of it did than I thought it would. Well, the movie is called Plane. I know, but I thought it would just be like, oh, they went down and, like, most of it would just be, like, fight scenes in the jungle. Mm. But I was surprised. What I was surprised about was that they returned to the plane and <laughs> flew it back home of the island. I was there did not see that. <laughs> that was the big thing. You're like, wait, we're, we're getting back whole, on this plane. the whole movie over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. This time they crash and everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> you almost kind of think like, are they going to make it this time? Seeing as like they go back up into the air with a half functioning, not even half. I got to say, plane. if they would have gotten back on that plane and crashed and died, I would have loved this movie. ending. I've ever seen. So it would have been like Robert Pattinson and Remember Me. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't remind me because that movie. 
I've never seen that movie. It's so sad. But they um, they sent in this like mercenary, you know, merc team to come rescue everybody. They parachuted in. And I'm wondering, there's another island that was only a few miles away from, obviously, because they take off at the end and land on there. Why didn't they just send a couple helicopters over to pick people up instead of having people parachute out? And They did call the next island over and they said they will not send anyone for 24 hours. Yeah, I guess... Because uh, nobody wanted to go to that island because they knew that it was a... Uh... But you'd, you'd guess... They had a, a mercenary team with, what, they had half a million dollars on yeah. hand just for whatever they needed, I suppose. It was like ransom issues, I believe it yeah. was. Like they were like, oh, we can't even buy like, one person off this yeah. island. <laughs> you, so I don't know why if, they would bring it to begin with. If they had that <laughs> much, you know, they'd be able to have like a helicopter or something just to be able to go pick up these people. Instead of just dropping them off on the island and hoping for the best, it doesn't yeah. seem like... There was like basically no like escape plan. Yeah. I wish we would have done the math on uh, how much five hundred thousand dollars American currency is for the people on the island. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. But he's even even saying they were just like a half a million dollars won't buy all these people off. So I uh... if they said it. It must be true. <laughs> well, I would hope they would know. <laughs> They did bring uh, in some pretty cool gear, though. Like that one long gun that oh, that yeah, guy was yeah. taking people out with. The first person he took out and, like, literally blew a hole yeah. through this guy's abdomen, you're like, oh, shit. It was cool. Yeah. Having the uh, mercenaries in the movie, I, I was happy that they at least got a few minutes to do something badass. And yeah. Really, it, it would have been such a waste to have them in the movie at all, just to show up on the right. island and get murked by these people. <laughs> Speaking of not having like any purpose in the film, I feel like a lot of the characters did not have any purpose of being What's in the No, no I'm so not. They were just there to... <laughs> I, yeah. I can't even remember half of those passengers' names. They didn't even try to Did they to even say them all? all? I, don't I don't even think they gave us all their names. I have no idea. Couldn't tell and you. The, uh, the only two people that were killed as hostages... Once again, I don't think we even maybe we learn their names, but I don't remember their names personally. Yeah, no, I don't. And uh, I mean, it's obviously yes, they're they're people, and you know, it's very sad, you know, when people pass away. But they're obviously fictional characters. You, you really you can't even care about these people if you even if you try because we weren't <laughs> given enough information. Yeah, and it, it's not. Them. Uh, it, it's not only actors of the performances were no, fine. Yeah, yeah, however yeah. spare they were, they were fine. They performances. literally just did not invest. Yeah, any there was time. no fleshing out of those yeah. characters. Uh, we've talked a bit about Mike Coulter in this movie, and even though you know his character wasn't as fleshed out as we would have liked, how yeah. he was good in the movie, I want to talk for a minute about Gerard <clears throat> Butler, okay, who I thought really elevated this movie. I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much as I did had it not been for Gerard but <laughs> had it not been for Gerard Butler in this G movie. But I think no. he <laughs> he gives a performance that is more grounded and emotional than uh perhaps the movie even deserves. <laughs> uh yeah. he, he's not quite as much of a badass as, you know, Mike Coulter's character, mm -hmm. but he he still gets to do some cool yeah. action movie stuff. But he does make you care about the character mm -hmm. and yeah. typical like family man. He's like, Oh yeah, God. absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's fun to talk to. He's, you know, you he, can tell he you can tell he's good at his job, people. but yeah. he, you know, he jokes with people and tries to, 
uh, uplift them a bit, even mm-hmm. when situations are dire. Uh, I, I just thought he was very good in this movie. And I know it's... He's been in a lot of movies like this yeah. right. in recent years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, even, we even made a joke uh, a few days ago <laughs> about Gerard Butler, like, you've only seen him before. <laughs> But he's he's very good in this, and uh, like I said, I think it elevates the entire movie. Yeah, and I do like how he's ready to go out to protect his passengers, yeah. even though he could have just hightailed them. <laughs> right, especially when they they rescued them from that cell, and then they were on the bus, and uh, yeah. Mike Coulter was like, "Oh, we can't just drive away. They're gonna light the bus up, and they're all gonna, you know, we're gonna get lit up." And Gerard Butler is like, okay, I'm going to use myself as a distraction because mm-hmm. they won't kill me. And it's like, it was obviously a very noble thing. And, um, yeah, Gerard Butler's great actor. I can't say I've seen those past uh, few action movies like Olympus Has Fallen. What's the other one? London Has Fallen? London Has Fallen. Uh, he was in another, I believe it was called Den of Thieves. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've seen A, a lot of people those. really like that one, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's just been, you know, movie after movie, sort of like that. Uh, a lot of people are calling him the king of the B-movie right now, which is very fun. So. King of the B-movie. And Mike Coulter, like, I, I really like Mike Coulter as well. I think he's a great actor as well. He's so good yeah. in everything. And Luke Cage, he's good. And Evil, yeah. he's good. And this, he's good. I feel like he barely has to try either. Like, it's... Yeah, he's so... Just... Like, he's suave, and he's funny, yeah. and he's handsome, and he's... It just you know, naturally he's, comes he's, to yeah. him. Yeah. But I, I feel like every project he's in should be better than his. <laughs> 100%. Uh-huh. I just feel like the projects aren't meeting his potential. He could be a household name, a superstar, and he hasn't quite had that project that uh, launched him into superstardom yet. He, uh, Mike Coulter was in a Halo movie. I forget exactly what it was called. Um, it, it wasn't very good, and that's not at all Mike <laughs> Coulter's fault. But he was also in a video game as a lead character. It was Halo 5 Guardians. And uh, I think that's very interesting because... Um, more recently, at least, they've been having mainly, you know, big actors playing in video games and stuff like that, and it's it's very interesting to see. Obviously, they're bigger budget than, you know, video games used to be. And every role I've seen with Mike Coulter, he absolutely kills it. You know, he does such a good job, and I love watching him on the screen. Luke Cage, uh, especially season one, season two, not as much of a fan, but I was... I feel uh, like they bombed all... Season two is like all of those shows. That's the Marvel show. Yeah. Yeah. I would say except for Daredevil. I thought Daredevil yeah. was pretty consistent. I think the that's the only one that got three seasons, right? I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. Right. I didn't even know they got three seasons for that. It's pretty cool. But anyways, um, back to playing. You know, at the end, it's like your typical fucking action movie where the good guys win. Um, <laughs> Brody Torrance, Gerard Butler's character gets shot in the leg on his way to the plane where they're going to take <laughs> off. And then as they're taking off, he has like a, he plays chicken with the, the guy on the ground, <laughs> June Mar, the, um, the leader of the, the gang on the Island. You also call him Datu, right? He means like chief. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And, uh, June Mar has like an RPG and he's aiming it at the plane and the plane is coming straight at him. And instead of jumping out of the way or moving, he's just standing there. He's he's going down with this plane regardless. And the um, 
what is it, the wheels of the plane or the landing gear of the yeah. plane just There's absolutely smacks him in. I was hoping so badly that the landing gear was just going to just explode this guy and it was going to be such like a gory scene. It just flips the track of that. Yeah, it, it doesn't do as much, but it's still, it's a very funny it's scene. It's very funny. Those entire, the, the final 10 minutes of that movie, I was laughing hysterically all the way through. It's so yeah. goofy. Yeah, I do have to agree. Also, Along with getting shot in the leg, he also gets shot in the shoulder. Yep, G. Butler. And at the end, <laughs> when they make their second <laughs> landing, they're exiting the plane because you got the, all the the ambulances yeah. and whatever coming from the the next island over. And Bonnie just leans over. And she's like, "You're gonna go to the hospital, right?" He's like, "Yeah." And then they all just leave him on the yeah. plane. <laughs> He's been shot twice, and they're just like, oh, "You're fine. You're it's good." It's just a ricochet. Like, you're, you're just you're gonna get this looked at, right? Bye. <laughs> and the standing ovation he gets when they do the second landing mm-hmm. is so funny. If you see the blonde chick, I don't even know her name, but she's just like. It was very awkward, right? <laughs> What's so awkward? It's but like he they didn't serve that standing ovation. Of course, and the like... first time he landed that plane, everyone was giving him shit. They were so yeah, ungrateful. That's true. He saved they're their basically lives. Basically, was like you're a shit he... pilot. I'm never fucking flying for the what was it Trailblazer? I'm yeah, never tra- flying yeah. Trailblazer again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the end, they're like, "Thank you, thank you for saving my life." <laughs> he. I can't yeah. believe I would have let them stay hostages after they were so ungrateful. <laughs> I would have taken that plane and gone home with it. And we can't forget before we move into you know final ratings, um, when they are getting onto the plane to make the final evacuation with all the hostages, Mike Coulter's character chooses that he is not going to go on the plane because he's obviously a fugitive and he knows he's just going to be taken into custody once they land. And as... Everybody else is getting on the plane. He tells Gerard Butler, uh, good luck, me Capitan, or good luck, my captain, or something. (laughs) But he says, me Capitan, and it is just so funny and out of place, and it just seemed like it was just so thrown in that we just all... (laughs) Isn't there, like, a funny, like, high-five, too? Like, in almost the uh, Carl Weathers, Arnold, Predator stuff going on? So bizarre, so Good luck, me Capitan. (laughs) It's so funny and out of place. I guess that those final ten minutes are so Really do, like... Well, how funny it was though when he like goes over to get he's like oh I'm out of ammo and then he's yeah, the he's bag of money he's like money. it's like the blinking yeah, man this, <laughs> <laughs> this is it we don't know what his plan was because even with half a million dollars he's on what an island yeah, that is controlled by a separate yeah. and just like what are you, you gonna can't do? communicate with anybody <laughs> what are you gonna do with half a million dollars but um anyways uh I personally gave the movie a two out of five stars two out of five <laughs> i knew that i knew that was gonna be kurt's reaction but yeah i mean i i thought it was not, not the strongest movie um what did you guys give it for your final rating uh i'm giving it a three out of five i almost gave it a 3.5 the first 40 minutes of the movie i was like this is a four i love this my, my issue with it the reason it you know eventually fell down to a three for me. The first half of the movie and the second half of the movie feel like different movies. It's a straight up thriller for the first half, followed by being like we <laughs> mentioned a very cheesy yeah. '90s style action movie. I feel like it could have just remained a thriller mm-hmm. and been great, or been that goofy movie the whole time and been you know entertaining and fun, but the tone feels conflicting to me. And the bad guys 
are just very stereotypical bad guys. They're not great villains. You don't give a shit about <laughs> any of the things going on. It's laughable. Yeah. So ultimately, I gave it a three. I think it's a very entertaining movie with some really great stuff in it. A strong performance from Gerard Butler. A strong performance from Mike Coulter, even though his character was yeah. lacking. Uh, some of the action was good. The thrills were good. And we got a few good laughs. Yeah. What about you, Laura? What'd you give it? I'm going to shock both of you right now. You gave now. it a four? Five stars. No, uh, I gave it a 3.5. But 3. it's, it's rare for me to go over 2.5. Yeah, that is very rare. Um, I'm surprised The reason I gave it a 3.5 is because I would actually watch it again. Like, wow. I would watch it again, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do wish they had more character development for mostly all of the characters. <laughs> um, but... I mean, it did keep you kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. Like, mm -hmm. are they gonna survive? Like, are they? Is the plane a plane gonna explode when they mm -hmm. hit? And then when they get that get back on the plane, they're like, <laughs> they better get to safety. You know what I mean? You're almost like they can't die now after going through all this. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. As soon as I left the movie. 3.5 just kind of like sat in my mind so i I'm that's what i'm, I'm gonna give it very happy to hear that <laughs> i like that you enjoyed it so we got what a three a 3.5 and a two? a two a lowly two okay so what what the average that's a three right i don't do math <laughs> right, let's just say all around it's a three if we combined all our scores um so next week, what are we doing? We're doing Missing, right? We're doing yeah. Missing next week. Yeah, from the makers of Searching with John Cho. It looks like the exact same movie. I think, <laughs> I believe it's starring Storm Reed. Storm Reed from Euphoria. Euphoria. Yep. Uh, Searching is great. I know you guys haven't seen it. It's mm -hmm. great. It uses that. Should we watch it before to compare or no? Maybe watch That's Missing true. first and then watch Searching to see which one. So we don't ruin. <laughs> <laughs> we don't ruin Missing. <laughs> Let's do it. Either way you want to do it. I'm happy to do it. But I do, speaking of movies that remind us of other movies, I wanted to say there's a movie uh, from, I believe, John and Eric Dowdle, I think is their last name. It's starring Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan, and it's called No Escape. It would pair so well with the movie Plane. The tone is similar. The politics are murky, like in Plane. It's just a straightforward action thriller that I would love for you guys to watch some time and everybody at home who might be listening to this to check, check out. out. No yeah. Escape. It's so much fun. We'll have to check it out. And we hope that you guys tune in next week for Missing. Missing, Missing. that's right. Also, for those of you that are interested, make sure you keep up to date with us because we're going to be reviewing The Last of Us, which is airing... Sunday, Sunday, right? 9 p.m. on HBO and HBO Max. That's right. We should have that out Wednesday. And uh, we hope you guys listen and hope you enjoy. Yeah. And also part two, uh, we have social media accounts now. Yeah. At Admit3Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're posting daily content. Uh, we're kind of trying to get in the rhythm of doing that. So that's at Admit3Pod. On TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. Follow well, us. Go hit that follow and subscribe button. For sure. That's Admit3 with Roman numerals, by the way. We also have the YouTube account. Same name, Admit3. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. Comment if you have any uh, opinions on the videos. And thank you for watching. See, See you guys later. Time. Wow. <laughs>